0: Hello and welcome to Lawrence Fork in Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake.
1: And I'm Kristen. And today we're interviewing Katrina Weiss and Zach Thompson from 715.
0: Before we get to the episode here, we just wanted to uh, take a second and just thank everyone for listening. We, uh, we really, really enjoy making this podcast, and we're so glad that other Laurentians are as interested in uh, learning the stories behind our local restaurants and food businesses.
1: If you're liking what we're doing with the podcast and want to help support it, we've created a Patreon page where you can do just that. Um, you can check it out at the link in the episode description or just go to patreon.com slash Kansas and help us keep highlighting this amazing food scene we have here.
0: So we want to get to the podcast, so we'll have more information at the end of the episode uh, for what Patreon supporters will receive. Um, so stay tuned for that.
1: Today we're talking with Bar Director Katrina Weiss and Culinary Director Zach Thompson from 715. Katrina and Zach, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you Thanks. So for any listeners who haven't been to seven fifteen um you know it's just an amazing restaurant. We really love it. It's on Mass street. Buckley, um, your name gives away your address, so mm-hmm. it's right at seven fifteen Massachusetts street. and I just think the atmosphere you guys have is just it's really nice. it's got you know it's kind of got a a little more upscale vibe, but definitely it's very accessible. I think that's the that's the thing we, we find about it and uh, you guys have great food. you got great bar, kind of got it all there when it comes to food so. Um, so yeah, we just really love what you guys are doing.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So
1: tell us about yourselves a little bit. How long are you from Lawrence? Have you been in Lawrence for a while? How'd you end up at
3: 715? Um, well, I came, I moved to Lawrence in 2004 to go to KU, like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then didn't finish my degree, got into the restaurant biz downtown and been there ever since, um, was one of the original hires in 2009. Wow. Um I left for like a year, like twenty twelve ish. Yeah. And then I came back and I'm still there. <laughs> I love it. So
0: yeah. that's awesome. How uh where'd you start within seven fifteen when you started?
3: Um was I was hired on as a server and bartender, but mm-hmm. I didn't serve for very long. It's mm-hmm. not I was never
0: Wasn't your thing? <laughs> not my
3: not my jam.
0: <laughs> so then you moved to the bartending and yeah. then. Did you end up going somewhere else for, you know, when I you
3: moved were- to Colorado for a little oh, bit. Nice. I you know, everyone has that little, uh, <laughs> I need to get out of the fuck. of
0: Lawrence. Yeah. But,
3: um, but I came back. So oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. It's
0: a fun journey. How about you, Zach? Uh,
2: so I think I've lived in Lawrence, um, probably too long. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's been like 15 years. I think, oh, wow. Or so yeah. I'm a little bit older than most people here. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I've worked at seven fifteen for nine years, I think. Oh, so basically I didn't I didn't jump on right right immediately after they opened. I started like three months afterward. Okay. Because they wouldn't hire me. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I had to like beg for my job, my first job there as a as an AM pizza cook three days a week. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, that's that's how I started. Oh yeah, but after like literally begging for a job for like three months because i was unemployed
0: did you yeah did had you had any previous experience making pizzas or yeah, like, yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah uh michael one of the other original uh partners and an opener the chef uh i worked with him for like three years mm-hmm. so it's kind of like what's the deal man okay <laughs> can't, you can't give me a job <laughs> he's like no nope, can't give me one i was like what i about like three days a week he's like all right fine so i keep pushing hard just,
0: just keep making yeah. them pizzas and say, Look, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's
2: like, what? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's crazy. So then, have you been working? How long before that? Had, had you worked at any other restaurants, like too many restaurants before then? You uh, you I've been, a I've been
2: working in restaurants since I was 14. So it's oh, like wow. 21 years, I mm-hmm. think.
3: Same 16 year, almost oh, wow. 18. Oh, my goodness. Going on 20.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of, what, what had you always from the beginning where you're like, I want to go into the, you know, the, the culinary side of it, like making, making the food? Oh than? no.
2: Uh, <laughs> it was 100% organic, uh, growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started working in kitchens because it was the easiest place to get a job. All my friends worked in, uh, restaurants. So that's what I did. Oh, okay. And then I didn't really like figure it out that it was something that I really wanted to do or I was like maybe decent at. Mm-hmm. Until I was in my mid twenties.
0: Yeah, that's always it. Always interests me too. I mean, is that something you have you look? Did you go back to culinary school, or you just kind of learn everything on the on the job?
2: I, yeah, no, all on the job training. Yeah. Lots of books, yeah. uh, lots of late mm-hmm. nights, lots of uh, consistently and always like thinking yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's really that's really awesome.
2: You think it's awesome, but yeah, you know, there's, <laughs> no, like, there's a lot, lot of, work, of personal time. Right?
0: No, I know it's a it's a it's a big commitment for for anyone to do that. Yeah. So that's, oh. that's crazy. Um, so yeah, the biggest thing we wanted to call it too is you know you guys are celebrating your ten year anniversary. You know mm-hmm. this this year, so that's really awesome that you guys are really, you know we're talking to people who've basically been there since since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's October twentieth. I think is is the, the actual yep. official official ten year date. So I mean, I, when Chris and I were talking, we're like, you know, there's not a lot of places you can say in, in Lawrence right now, at least, especially on the restaurant side, that have been around for 10 years. You know, so we're trying to think, mm-hmm. like, what do you what do you guys think is really like, what do you think the reason is that you know 7:15 has lasted this long and kind of gone through the changes and and all that? What do you think the the spark is there?
3: Oh man, I think uh, hiring good, kind people and treating mm-hmm. them well mm-hmm. and fostering like a sense of camaraderie and really letting people shine and what they're good at. I mean, I wasn't hired as a bar manager, bar director, whatever, but I sort of grew into the position and was given opportunities. And I think that's really what the partners have sort of fostered and made it a good business. Right.
0: It would seem that way. I mean, just given that you guys have been been there for that long, so I mean, I mean, you know, I think typically when we talk to people in the restaurant, you know, in the service industry in general, you know, it's a lot of moving around. So it probably says a lot too about how you know how they care for you guys too, and and, and create that environment because they keep you guys around for that long. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, do you have you seen a change over the years? Has it been like a you know has, have you had to kind of, as the restaurant had to change kind of direction? Throughout this.
3: Definitely. I mean, you can't stay the same. That you would become stagnant and no one would be interested. I mean, originally it was a lot about uh when Michael Beard and Matt Hyde first opened it, it was a lot about meat, meat Mm -hmm. and more meat. It Mm -hmm. was very Tuscan inspired and butchering and sausages and um obviously pasta, but uh Mm -hmm. it's sort of like morphed into a lot of other things depending on who's running the kitchen or, I mean, even the bars morphed a lot too. It, I mean, you have to consistently change to become, mm-hmm. or to remain viable and exciting. And it gets boring for the staff too. You don't wanna be serving the same stuff all the time. Right. Yeah, that's no fun. One thing that you guys are really known for is the pasta,
1: like you mentioned. Um, what kind of goes into developing recipes around that and are there like how do you choose which pasta for which dishes dishes and stuff like that uh
2: the developmental process is actually the easy part Mm -hmm. um really because it's all about ratios right so you're looking at uh kind of like what what texture you're going for what shape is it going to be what kind of pasta is it going to be um and then really from there it's it's a pretty almost like across the board math equation. Mm. Um, But really, it's like, okay, when you're thinking about traditional Italian dishes, there's reasons why um, certain sauces go with certain pastas. And it is 100% about the shape, uh, the viscosity or the density of the sauce itself. Mm. Um, So from there, it's kind of like, how, how traditional do you want to be? do you want to stay in one lane and do this one thing for a very good reason? yes, most of the time mm-hmm. um, but really like yeah I mean it's it's really simple in a mm-hmm. lot of ways because pasta is that though yeah pasta has been uh around for forever mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways so really thinking about it. It's like, if you stay true to something that is very true itself, you it's really hard to make a mistake.
0: Yeah. How much pasta do you guys make, probably, would you say, in a, in a week? In a week? Let's yeah. just start with today, because okay. a week I can't do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, today.
2: so like today, today, today. Um, we made, I think we made 20 pounds of just extruded pasta. Okay. So we have a machine that we use... Uh, to make a specific type of dough mm-hmm. and that makes like our spaghetti and our penne okay mm-hmm. um and then on top of that uh we probably made 400 pieces of ravioli oh my God. wow yeah
0: how do you stuff all that is it just is it all it's by just, hand it,
2: it, all by hand yeah wow. all by hand it just takes a lot of time mm-hmm. uh it takes a lot of focus to do it fast mhm to do it in an efficient manner not fast but like efficiently mhm
0: Is there a trick to deciding what kind of shape you want to do? You know, it's like, you know, whenever I go there, it always seems to just work. I mean, you guys do a lot of different types of shapes and all that, but I mean, is it, is there a big decision there? Is it kind of like, eh, I feel like making this today and I think this will be.
2: It's yeah, it's more of like that organic fluidity process where like a lot of our like menu development comes from. Mm -hmm. It depends on kind of the weather, seasonality, locality, what's available. Um, And then you can kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. I know some pastas, you know, it's nice to, some of them, you know, kind of grab the sauce a little more and things yeah, like totally. that. So that, you guys factor that
2: into it. A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And what about, uh, what about your, you know, similar to it is, you know, pizza, you know, pizza production too, making, you know, same kind of, you know, making a dough and all that. I mean, you guys are known for that pizza as well. And it's, it's a really nice, um, a lot of different options there. Do you, how much a pizza dough do you have to go through too? I mean, that's a, a big production
2: yeah so every morning we make um yeah probably about ten eight pounds of dough yeah. eight pounds of dough a day but really i mean so one pizza dough weighs four ounces so i mean that's a lot of little a lot balls of and that's the thing too i mean like that's that's another thing that takes a lot of focus and attention uh, to form the dough right mm-hmm. uh, initially to mix it right to form it right so it proofs right so you can actually have a nice even pizza dough mm-hmm. when you hmm. roll out
1: so do you guys make your your dough and your pasta like obviously you guys are making it is it in the basement i know like on the main level you have kind of like the finishing kitchen that you can sit in front of which is really fun um, but you make everything else like downstairs or somewhere else
2: yeah downstairs that's what surprises most people uh, that actually see downstairs yeah. is there is that's basically our production facility is downstairs hmm. the upstairs kitchen is our execution kitchen where all the dishes are finished and cooked to order cool but downstairs yeah that's where a lot of what we do happens hmm. um, and all throughout the day
0: that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think I caught a glimpse of it once uh, when I was. Uh,
2: I'll take you down there sometime. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because awesome.
0: yeah, I caught a glimpse. Was you know you have the bathrooms at the top of the stairs there. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm like, oh wait, that yeah, kind of makes a, sense because I was like, how are, are they doing? There's a whole another layer <laughs> under there. I'm like, yeah. how are like, they there's doing? There's no all this? way they can do yeah. it all in the yeah. kitchen on the main floor. Uh-uh. Yeah, and it always looks pretty calm up there too. Right. I'm like, Yeah, yeah.
2: Because
0: that's I mean that's another thing to talk about too. The space that you guys have. I mean that's that's a really it's a really cool. Cool, uh, you know, atmosphere and, and all of that with the exposed limestone and all of that. I mean, were you around when they were remodeling? I don't even know what was it. Before? I mean,
3: I wasn't. It was gold. It was Silverworks before we moved in most recently, mm. um, which was sort of like an eclectic jewelry store. Mm. Um, and they had been there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and the other partners, when they were trying to find a space, had. I mean, decided on that building and it worked out and they completely gutted the place, but they kept a lot of the original, um, obviously the stone, they kept a lot of the original wood. Um, it's reused in the bar and it's reused on the paneling, um, the wood paneling walls. And there's, it used to be a shooting range, like once upon a time and right. some of the like wood uh, shelving on the bar has bullet fragments in it. Really? <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, the history of the building is definitely uh, reflected in the design, Yeah, which was really cool.
0: Yeah, I like that you keep a lot of that exposed because I, I think we've been sitting at the tables too and you can kind of see like these frames and some framing in like mm-hmm. the stone Total, structure. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What? Yeah, what if you really look, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's what I love about the space too. It's like it's kind of timeless in its own way. Yeah. Um, definitely. You know, most... Some places you go into, you can walk in and it feels dated. It feels like it was designed at this time, mm-hmm. like this time period. You know, you could say, oh, this is like built in the 90s or it was built in the early 2000s. The nice thing about the ambiguity of the space in 715 is that you walk in and it doesn't really have any real feel to to it in that sense. And that's that's yeah. what I really like about it. There's a
3: it. lot of people that come in for their first time even recently and are astonished that we've been open for ten years. They're like, Man, it looks like you've only been open for like a year. <laughs> yeah. that's
2: great. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. right? I mean yeah. Yeah. they did a great job they designing did. it. Yeah. For sure.
3: That's cool.
0: I trying to think. It probably hasn't changed too much over. I mean, it's cause some it, minor things. Yeah. I mean,
3: we've had it extra shelving because yeah. we need it. And you know, like afterthought sort of things, but it, I mean, it blends in enough that yeah. you wouldn't notice. Yeah.
0: Does it carry that way downstairs too? Or is it a little more, you know, is it, is it more basement basement like downstairs or is it, is it still have a lot of those features in the kitchen as well?
2: It's okay. So it's basically split, mm-hmm. um, in the building almost in half. Mm-hmm. So the front half, when you walk in the front door is where we have, it's a little bit more unfinished, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where we have like our wine cage, our liquor cage, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of dry storage, our larder, a produce walk-in, our office, uh, if you can kind of call it that. Mm -hmm.
3: It's a a catch-all space. Yeah, (laughs) it's
2: basically like a bunch of desks kind of smooshed together in an area with one kind of sort of, office divider. Yeah. It's it works. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. Um but yeah, so really honestly though downstairs because it has to be super sanitary, a lot of those features are not yeah. existent. Yeah, that makes, um, that makes sense. It's definitely a little bit more raw in our storage area mm-hmm. um because it's yeah, totally acceptable. Yeah, no yeah. big deal. But yeah, the kitchen downstairs is like lots of stainless steel. Oh, yeah. Sealed floors, trains. That's, awesome. mm. That's cool. It's like totally different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just great. It, it is always, it's fascinating, it's, you know. And I imagine it's f- fun bringing things up and down those stairs though. That's probably a bit of a, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> kind of a workout.
2: Yeah. That's I, how we get our uh, steps in. Yeah, right? can, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was counting my uh I looked at my uh step counter the other day. I think it was like last night, the day before, and it was like 80 flights. Really? really yeah in a day and i was wow. just like man that's a, that's a lot yeah that's <laughs> kind of <laughs> a lot yeah like, like that's probably what, what one, steps one
0: flight is probably just it's probably all you have right it's, probably, it's one but it's one. a big one yeah, yeah it's a big one it's but... like 15
2: steps. Okay. i don't even
3: do that anymore i slide down the rails okay. <laughs> if i'm going if i'm in a hurry Gliding.
2: i just like grab and slide <laughs>
3: Um, we were talking a little bit
1: earlier about you know having you choose different pastas and stuff like that. So how often does your menu change? I know we were saying before it's you know obviously based on the weather, seasonality, things like that. But how often are you sort of evaluating what's going on and adding new things or taking things away?
2: Really, it's it's so much of it seasonal. Um, we don't do a big menu flip like a lot of restaurants do, like mm-hmm. every quarter. You know they don't. Right. We don't have a spring menu and. a, fall menu yeah. or summer.
1: Yeah. It'll have like certain dishes and kind because, of kind of, change the style.
0: Of yeah. That
2: exactly. Is, yeah. And mostly because of the availability of certain products and mm-hmm. what the growing cycle is and what we can get and how long we can get those things because it really depends on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's take last year, for example, uh, asparagus was in growing for maybe a month, mm-hmm. you know, which normally that, that is a two month, yeah. experience um tomatoes same thing last year i think we were buying tomatoes locally uh from a guy in eudora and to like october wow you know i mean so so really what we try to do with the menu is really really make it an organic change
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know instead of pushing something like oh we know radishes are in season in february right or in the south february but it's like march april
0: yeah
2: it's let's put a radish dish on the menu in that month because right. you really you never know you can never tell because it's such a variable
0: mm-hmm. yeah because you guys really i mean you do i mean you source a lot right from from local local farms and all that i mean as much you as really you try to yeah 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 Man, that's really i mean that's really cool to see that because i know you, i think even you list out a lot of those places that you they source stuff from meat meat as well right that's a big that's a big piece is uh is that local as well I as think. much as we can yeah
2: yeah as much as we can
0: yeah i know one thing we really uh you know when we talk about um the meats you guys supply too I, and i wanted to ask you guys uh, the two pound the two pound uh steak that you guys have i mean that is just that is a monster but it, it yeah it's the deli- i i, I Think, it's shared it once with someone and it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was kind of read through your questions earlier and was like, "What's your favorite dish?" Yeah. And That was going to be mine because it's, it's makes the most amount of sense to me. There's like two things that I think that naturally happen really, really well mm-hmm. in that restaurant. Um, one being the bread, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the most I think in this town well crafted food items in this town. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite dish is that two pound ribeye because. It seems like this kind of uh, very gluttonous piece of meat. You know, it's two pounds. Not a lot of people aren't aren't going to go somewhere and be like, "I'm going to eat two pounds of this." <laughs> I mean, but some people do. Some, right? Yeah. But some people do. <laughs> yeah, we've good. seen that happen before. It's good, but but cutting that that steak in between the ribs mm-hmm. of that that whole section, mm-hmm. right? That whole piece. It's, it's that thick. And so when you cook it, it does all the things it's like naturally supposed to do. It's so thick that when you cook it, you have to cook it for so long mm-hmm. that all the fat renders out of it, it, it becomes soft. There's so much flavor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things that's like mm-hmm. naturally it's really hard to mess up.
0: <laughs> uh, so he talked, he talked about the bread, um, mm-hmm so what because that's fairly recently right I think that it, I mean yeah. I, know, I know Jake tends uh, is he the one that kind of brought that, yeah. brought that to
2: light it's called yeah. Jake's
1: Daily Bread so yeah, yeah. I assume
2: so <laughs> yeah yeah it's not Steve's Daily Bread <laughs> uh, yeah so he started that program when he came on board okay yeah, it was. so, so that's good. a recipe that he spent you know I don't know how much time developing on his own in other scenarios in other restaurants mm-hmm. um and brought it seven fifteen. It's beautiful. I mean it's it's a simple thing, yeah. but then again, simplicity is also beautiful and tasty. Yeah. I mean, it's oh just yeah. naturally leavened bread. You know, that's baked fresh every day.
0: Yeah. And how's he decide? Is he just, you know, once again, is it just experimentation, just tries different different recipes every day uh,
2: the base recipe is relatively the same. Yeah. Right. Uh, the nice thing about bread though is that it can take almost anything that you give it right so it can constantly change Mm -hmm. you can put olives in it you can put cheese in it sometimes we repurpose like polenta into Mm -hmm. the bread yeah um to to minimize food waste you Mm -hmm. know so it's like why why make something that's also so beautiful and have to worry about putting it in the trash Mm -hmm. so you can repurpose things you can reuse them and make them beautiful again i think the italians have a saying it's like uh yesterday's trash is today's treasure yesterday's trash is today's treasure wow
0: that's really cool
2: that's the thing though i mean because so much of our food is based around kind of like that mediterranean idea of using every part of what we use every ingredient because it's all important it all matters it's all good
1: all right so moving on to cocktails you guys have a whole menu like a whole extra little booklet that you get when you sit down of great cocktails both sort of like classics but then 715 originals um so can you talk a little bit about how those were kind of developed where they came from
3: um yeah it's been sort of a i don't know it's morphed a lot over the years um there's five cores that we always have around we call them the 715 classics um Mm -hmm. they're the former spy, the basil Ricky, Maple Old Fashion, those guys. Um, which, I, for the longest time, I wanted to get rid of them, but we sell them so much and people love them so much. <laughs> so I've come around. Um, but it's nice to be known for those. Uh, and then we change our menu seasonally uh, to include, we always include some like true classics and then mix in some originals that are sort of workshopped and we try and find flavors that are exciting and what would be seasonally appropriate like obviously people are going to be drinking darker spirits like rum and bourbon right now and mm-hmm. so our menu is pretty focused on those currently but I always try and play into the season People are a little more adventurous with cocktails sometimes, too. Like, you can push a cocktail to, like, will mm-hmm. some, <laughs> some weather more than you can food sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, sort of where we push the limit a little bit. <laughs>
0: What about your, you know, not just cocktails too, but your, you know, your wine list too is it's uh, you guys do a really good job and I think have one of the best wine lists, you know, in, in town. So what goes into that? Is that a big selection process or do you I mean I don't It know is a ex- start. Yeah.
3: It's extensive. Um yeah. it's been um, a joint effort between myself and Matt Hyde our GM. Um, he did basically a lot of like the core work when the restaurant first opened and we've kept a decent amount of like similar things, but our by the glass changes seasonally, um, just because you want, you want fuller bodied reds when you're going to have game meats around, or when, you know, springtime comes, you want something a lighter and maybe a little fizzy. Like we try and keep, um, our wine options similar to what is being offered, food-wise and what would pair well and sometimes we have a little obscure things but we try and do as much staff education as we can to mm-hmm. make sure our staff can sell those more adventurous options but we try i mean like we always have a malbec we always have a cab you know mm-hmm. can't get away from those but
0: yeah but you guys are always featuring you know in your daily specials you always kind of have like a feature of you know special wine or whatever so i mean that is i think those are usually more more seasonal right mm-hmm. i think those. it depends
3: know. on like what a lot of it has to do with our liquor reps too i mean mm-hmm. when i i can't do all of that by myself if they bring me something and mm-hmm. you know it's just like this is perfect this is great yeah thank you so much you made it easy
0: <laughs> yeah that's okay. When we we're talking with uh, Mass mastery fish house, they're kind of talking to about kind of, you know, how it, it, it takes a lot, you know, some, some region, you know, some providers don't necessarily want to, they don't look at Lawrence necessarily as like, Oh, we'll give we'll give you know, they only have a certain amount left and they're not mm. necessarily aiming for our audience. So do you guys, mm. do you guys run into that a lot or is it improved? Cause I know,
3: I mean, sure it's Kansas, you yeah. know, but I, uh, I think that there's enough places, um, in Lawrence specifically. I mean, and since we're an offshoot of Kansas City, that it's not becoming as much of an issue as it was before. Um, And I think there's enough uh, draw or, I mean, sales, because that's really what it's about. It's, you know, what can you sell here? Mm -hmm. And that's what the reps are looking for. And that's what the owners of wineries are looking for. And if you can prove that you can sell something, they'll give you a few bottles, which has definitely happened for us. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it seems like, you know, even I was, I think it was earlier this year where that there was that wine enthusiast article too, kind of, about. yeah, that was know, cool. That was a kind of cool, you yeah. guys got featured pretty heavily in that too. But I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I feel like that. I feel like Lawrence is getting a lot of recognition for, for some of that, for some of that
2: stuff. There's
3: definitely more and more when Midwest love happening, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with risk taking mm-hmm. uh, on two two parts uh one the distributors uh like ad astra or veritas wine Mm -hmm. and then the retailers also have to take a risk to make it more exploratory to make a bigger impact on what people are used to having here what the selections and what the varieties are Mm -hmm. but yeah i think you know a lot of hard work a lot of dedication by really distributors and then retailers and showcasing those things is what yeah and actually makes pro- a proving you can
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah. you can you can sell it. Mm. you guys have done a couple of wine dinners every now and then too. I mean Yeah, we've
3: done a couple in the yeah. past. Not very many though. Yeah, not many. Um not that we not that they're not fun. Yeah. They're super fun. Yeah, yeah. they're super fun. Yeah. Um for us anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's fun for everybody. Yeah, it is
3: fun for everyone.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean like you mentioned, I mean it's it's kind of interesting to, you know you have to Constantly be kind of trying. You're constantly trying to match the food menu a little bit, right? You try not to get, make sure you're not too far off from, you know, if, like you said, if he's are serving gamier meats, you're not wanting to have all these, you know, wines that don't pair with it, right? So, luckily,
3: yep. too, we have great customers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all. I mean, we've got some pretty solid, adventurous people in this town, and no one's ever really pushed back too hard on anything that might be a little too off the cuff
0: uh one other thing we want to talk about that we, we want to make sure we talked about because i don't know we, we just get a kick out of every time but your social media presence you know we can't ignore it just because i don't know i think you guys do a really good job on instagram or you know you post on facebook too but just it's always hilarious um who, who runs that and who who in uh, in. and, and, and
3: The the mastermind is Matt Hyde. Really? (laughs) That's our GM original partner. This is his baby. But, um, you know, it's really, everyone likes to laugh and everyone needs to find humor in the mundane and break up all of the shitty news that's happening. (laughs) And one of the ways we can do that is with a playful social media. And if, I mean, that's really what it's about. It's about having fun. Mm -hmm. nothing more I mean it's great that we're posting food and but it's something fun to break up well and it seems kind of unexpected too because you know when you go to 715 like
1: sure you know obviously the food is amazing like cocktail and wine program is amazing and it's but it's like a very sort of low-key but classy restaurant so then to follow on social media you're like wait what (laughs) um but it's great so I think that's why we like it so much because it seems not at odds with how it is in person, but just like an unexpected sort of angle um, Duality, on the, on sure. the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was just always like, so how did they come up with some of those ideas? And, you know, I know. well it probably, it probably comes back too, to kind of said the work environment there. Like you said, you kind of, you know, you've established a pretty good culture there of, uh, so I imagine having that fun, you know, ha- having taken the time to have some fun and, and creating I those.
3: mean, those social media posts take a lot longer than you might expect, though, too. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I bet they Thinking, been. thinking about a concept and then like, you know, maybe having, you know, taking 20 photos and one right. works out and then well, sometimes you think about, photoshopping oh yeah, too, and photoshopping, I mean, yeah. thinking about the right tagline. It's not, I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's not anything that just comes yeah. super easy.
2: Yeah. yeah, Matt even makes his own music. For yeah, he nice time. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He's so going. One. He's going the whole nine yards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the video. He's making the wow. music. He's like, he's taking photographs of uh, like clip outs on pieces of paper. You know, I mean, like he he goes for it. Yeah. He does and it really, all for wow. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love it.
0: Well, he can he can know that we appreciate it <laughs> a yeah. lot. Yeah. Have you seen that though? I mean, you know, other than us, I mean, I guess have you seen that's kind of like Have
1: do you, people comment on it like do they oh yeah. a lot it's of the time it's the
2: most most talked about thing I think when people ask me or talk about 715 they're like who does your Instagram <laughs> 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 I was like this dude <laughs> man, he's pretty good at it yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah that's so funny is there any way to tell probably not I don't know is there any way to tell if it has an effect on like getting people to come in uh, I think it
3: uh, yes it does yeah I think we see a lot of, um, repeat customers. And then of course there's always someone who's like, you have Instagram. What is that? <laughs> we have actually like an Instagram counter. Yeah, oh. that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is a good talking point, which that's fun, right. but, uh, yeah,
2: we need to upgrade to the six digit one. We do. Matt, need if to, yeah. Matt, if you're listening to this, go to the six digits. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're almost at 5k. <laughs>
0: That's, That's really exciting. cool. And I kinda related to that too that we've noticed you've done recently, you know, your your coasters, I think, have always been I think when we first started going seven fifteen, you guys originally would just kind of reuse a lot of you know, once again kind of reusing some of your old uh
1: like daily, d- daily yeah. specials daily and stuff like that. And so we but, say originally, but we've only been here for five years, so I don't yeah. know what you were doing <laughs> in, you know, at the very beginning. But Yeah.
0: But uh but no now, now we've really you know, I think within the past year or so you guys have kind of done a lot more art with there. Yeah. You've done um Well,
1: the whole thing
3: behind that started with, um, we don't do First Friday or Final Fridays. We -hmm. don't have any art on our walls. Mm -hmm. We don't, um, not that we don't love the art community, but it's never been part of the image. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole basis of the coasters was sort of to feature artists. We did a poet series, which was really cool with the Raven. Um, And more currently, we're doing a little more wacky things. We've got squirrels and hot lasagna man. Right. Um, yeah. We were oh just yeah. in there a couple weeks ago. hot lasagna man. It's a really good one. A uh, yeah. Yeah. But they're just another fun thing. It's yeah. something to keep it lighthearted. And, you know, it's, we don't have a lot of uh, takeaway stuff. Like we have matches or whatever, but it's something people, you know, steal. There's, yeah, a, yeah. you know, it's something fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's
3: conversation like starter that. someone's at the table and they look at it and like why do you have a squirrel on the table i don't <laughs> understand i like the well, postcard that usually comes to with your check too i've, yeah. I've been there those Pe- change pretty regularly people from
0: out of town are like why are there palm trees on this like, <laughs> like, why not yeah, right exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's really cool and i you know it impresses me too with just the amount of You know, printing that must be, you know, printing and and design work that really goes into a lot of that, you know, that setup and everything. I mean, that's you know, every day, for one, you usually have your specials, you know, your specials are new every day.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Uh, and for a while, you were doing, like, celebrity birthdays
3: on there, like, for each day. That's really fun. That's kind of taking a hiatus for a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, it'll come back around, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) But but that's something I feel like a lot of people, I mean, you you notice it when you're there, but you, when you step back and think about it, I'm like, that takes a lot of, that's a lot of effort to put into that, a lot of work. And, are you guys printing them on site or do you have yeah to- we do
3: all of our printing in-house wow. um, i mean minus the coasters yeah. and our check presenters but yeah. all the printing is done in-house um, one economically it does save money yeah. wh- whether it's like a lot or not but yeah. doing that in-house is and it's easier too we can make changes on the fly right. where you're not able to if you hand that off to a design company yeah it allows
2: us to be a little and also we paper yeah we don't like trees and we're we're (laughs) really not very good at our jobs or planning so it really helps us out
0: (laughs) so now for our favorite question that we always like to put you guys on the spot for is what is your favorite dish which you kind of already answered it but uh katrina you haven't yet so what would you say is your favorite dish that you guys make oh if you had to eat it for a year.
3: If I had to eat it for a year, yeah. I mean, I could, I could eat pasta for days, honestly. Yeah. Um, I do really like our garlic shrimp. That one's been yeah. around that's for a while. Um, and the steak salad. I mean, as simple and easy mm. as that is, that's a go-to of mine. Um, and after working there for so long, I'm not tired of it. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> that a, says, that a, says lot a lot. Of yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 How about cocktails? For both of you, what's what's kind of, or cocktails or wine? What's your go-to drink?
3: Always wine, wine? after work. Usually red, nice. depending.
0: What's what's uh, what's good right now? What's what's your top red right now?
3: Um, we've got a really good uh, Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a really good Velo Picello that I'm pretty excited about right now. It's got uh, it's like, um, pretty full flavors, but a light bodied. So if you like Pinot Noir. But mm-hmm. something with a little more oomph to it. its uh-huh. a good option.
0: Huh. Nice. How about you, Zach?
2: Okay. Uh, well, my favorite thing to drink after work is vodka with squirt.
0: <laughs> squirt, all right. Yeah,
2: sometimes pressed, you know, so it's like a little soda water, a little yep. squirt, mm-hmm. a little vodka. Um, but we do have a wine um, in the cellar right now. The Versacrum um, Claret mm-hmm. is awesome. You can get it on the rocks. Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. It, to me, is like a... Juice, bomb, uh, huh. kind of a little funk to it. It's a really, really it, good, interesting wine.
0: Is it red? Yeah. Red. Yeah.
2: It's yeah, it's like a skin contact. Yeah. So uh-huh. a bit red. Um super drinkable.
0: And what about in Lawrence? I think what, you know, we always like you know, it's a big food community here. If you guys get a get away from 715 for a little bit, where do you like to eat if you're not there?
3: My go-to is our Aladdin's Cafe. Aladdin's Cafe Cafe O oh yeah and uh i like india palace too those are the, like my top three especially for takeout mm-hmm. mm. i don't like to eat out a whole lot sometimes i do but those are easy places to take food home nice
2: cool i'm, I'm gonna shout out szechuan house on 6th street because mm. it's awesome leeway frank's mm-hmm. because i mean it's stellar i mean the the amount of focus and like yeah, the int- execution to of his food, attention to detail. I mean, like everything he does is like almost perfect. It kind of pisses me off. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Nagoya on twenty third. Oh yeah, not on twenty third, but on Louisiana. Yeah. There, in Louisiana place. They're beautiful people. Their food's good, clean. They just started a new menu. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. Nice.
0: Well, we want to thank you guys again for for joining us today. Absolutely, so that was it's really great to kind of kind of get to learn yeah. learn a little bit more about behind the scenes of Seven Fifteen. And now I really want to see that kitchen now. <laughs> uh,
2: guided tours uh, Monday. Well, actually, it's going to Wednesday through Saturday are only 10 bucks. (laughs) Oh, what a deal. Yeah. 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 I don't work Wednesday, so it might not be as fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, anytime, man. Yeah. uh, That's really great. So, uh, if we do appreciate you guys stopping by. yeah. Thanks Uh, for for having us. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, for everyone listening, luckily, like we said, the names makes it easy. It's 715 Massachusetts Street. right? 71.5. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right here in Lawrence, Kansas. So, um, yeah, be sure to check them out. All their specials like we've talked about. Check out their Instagram, Facebook, and all that fun stuff. So thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Forking, Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Bar Director Katrina Weiss and Culinary Director Zach Thompson from Seven Fifteen.
0: As we mentioned before the show, we have created a Patreon page for any listeners who are interested in helping support us. Uh, What we really like about the Patreon platform is that it allows us to offer all these different tiers uh, with different rewards. Uh, You know, some of them we got we got some stickers that we got made, and you know, who doesn't like some stickers? (laughs) Um, And you know, we got a lot of other cool stuff. It, It allows us to create a little. Uh, online community there too so we can start posting behind the scenes content um posting other kind of news on there um and you know it re- really you know even if you can't donate monetarily um it would help us a lot if you could just help sh- you know spread the word about our podcast share it with your friends your co-workers you know shout out to someone on mass street they might look at you weird but uh we would appreciate it <laughs> uh and Um, you know, we're just, like we said, we're just happy that people here in Lawrence are are listening. Um, and we're just looking to continue to grow our, grow our listenership.
1: And something else that you can do to help us do that is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating that helps more people find it. Um, and you can find us on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: And you can follow us on social media, best place to stay in touch with what we're doing. We're on Facebook at Lawrence Forking, Kansas, Instagram at Lawrence Forking, Kansas, and Twitter at Lawrence Forking. And, uh, you know, feel free to find our pages, like it, follow us, uh, repost our stuff. We, We love it all.
1: And if you're a restaurant or a food business owner in town and you're interested in coming on the show, please just reach out to us on social media or you can email us at lawrence at gmail.com and let us know. We are always looking for new people to talk to and would love to talk to you.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: We'll catch you next time.